0: Welcome to the Rose and Dagger Podcast, a podcast about writing fan fiction. I'm Lauren, Kings of Everything, on Tumblr and AO3.
1: And I'm Nick, Lewin has AF on
0: Tumblr, and Yes is a World on AO3. Welcome to episode 45, talking about kink and BDSM. Um, We have a special guest with us today. Hello. Special guest, would you like to introduce yourself?
2: Sure. I am Sada. I am Sada Venerin on Tumblr and AO3 and also Twitter, though I don't use my Twitter that much. Uh, and I write a lot of BDSM, sick.
1: Yay. So Yay. we got an ask
2: um,
1: yeah. that came in. Um, Lauren, if you have it queued up to read, that would be amazing. I do. See, I just assumed, and there you are coming through. Um, so uh, we can read the ask and then you can see why we invited somebody to come chat
0: with us. Yes, a special a special guest. Yes. <laughs> Hello. Love the podcast. I'm finally up to date. I wanted to know if you were interested in talking about kink and BDSM and fix the writing process, reading, and especially the shame about writing less common kinks and fetishes and fix. I like writing kink-centered fix, but I still hesitate writing more extreme kinks because of the shame. I can specify if this is a bit vague. Thank you so much.
1: So I have written some... Dom, sub, fix.
0: Fire and ice.
1: Yeah. Um, but not very many. Um, and I don't feel at all like I'm an expert. <laughs> and so. and, uh,
0: I don't... I mean, I, I guess I've written some kinks. But, yeah. like, uh, I, I'm, I'm far from, like, I haven't written any, um, any BDSM or... Uh, probably anything that to me I've, I've written like pregnancy kink and um like nipple stuff lactation yeah. thank you <laughs> <laughs> lactation kink and um and i i think that's uh well and there's the one with the cucumber but that's different <laughs> yeah. uh,
2: would like would tiny penis you wouldn't consider that a kink even a lot
0: like, of people do. But,
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so I guess I'm more of a niche kink writer. Yeah. It's I like,
2: have my, my niche. It's it's closer to those uh I know that there's like authors that publish real stories, real stories on uh Amazon original work on Amazon and they have like incredibly niche markets. Uh like the, I know there's one incredibly prolific fetish writer who just every Wednesday he publishes micro uh a micro story where it's just a teeny tiny little man and a giant woman interesting yeah yeah
0: fascinating
2: (laughs) I feel like there is a whole world
1: of fetish and kink out there that uh the One Direction fandom has not
2: even stuck their pinky toe into no no (laughs) definitely not um I know so I have written um a lot of kink fic uh just in case people don't know who I am so I've written uh the no control series which I uh the first one I wrote for was uh it, it started off as just like an idea and then it grew into this giant um series and then you know I write kinktober each year I didn't write it this year because life, but yeah, there's this huge world of uh, kinks and I've gotten questions and like, why would you write, um, why would you write these certain fix? And I'm like, if you knew the list of like kinks I drew from kinktober, I don't think fandom would be ready for them because yeah. there's, there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I guess. So in, in the question, in the last episode, I had said that um, something along the lines of like not sure that any kink is like more extreme than others and then I was thinking about it before this episode and I was like that's a lie because I feel like anything like breath play or um, anything else that like you are actually putting someone's life at risk feels more extreme than like spanking. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> yes. So there is, it's uh, in the, in the BDSM community, there is something called edge play where, uh, so like even real life BDSM communities won't engage with them because they are a risk to safe, sane and consensual. And so those are any kinks that involve um, not making you safe such as breath play but also uh blood play because not because you might like hurt yourself with the bleeding but because blood is inherently a uh dirty substance you can get sick from it um scat and water uh water sports kind of fall under that though there's arguments about water sports because like well urine is supposed to be sterile um But yeah, anything that puts somebody's life at risk is considered edge play and as somebody. And it's interesting, especially seeing how fandom and just the younger generations look at certain kinks and they don't think they're as dangerous as they are. Like the one that I really get annoyed about is breath play because I'm like, that is a dangerous thing um as somebody who enjoys breath play and you know my husband knows how to properly engage in breath play because there's a whole like physiological thing physiological there's a whole way to do it safely where you're not actually cutting off the breath what you're doing is you're cutting off blood to the brain um because you're squeezing at the arteries not at the windpipe but even knowing that, even working with that in the moment, it's still a dangerous thing. Uh, you know, you can't do breath play. And there are certain things you can do. Like we we never do breath play when we have bondage. I have to be able to have my hands so that way I can squeeze and be like, no, it's this is wrong because I might not be able to talk. And so those are dangerous. Like that is a dangerous pink to be a like participate about and people kind of make it much more just they're much more flippant with it like yeah I, like I anybody's so,
0: out there choking anybody without like yeah or and, anything before
2: yeah and and I see people and they're like oh it's a hand necklace and I'm like this is much more than that can <laughs> we please be a bit more careful like you can actually get hurt. And I know friends and I have personally like almost been hurt and it it's scary. It can be very scary. Like the thrill that comes from it, like the brain rush and the, you know, all of the physical things that happen to you during that, that like kind of makes you, makes it exciting is great. It's a great high to chase, but the, the, the low end is, you know, the end of that is death. It's not like with spanking it's like well if i do it too hard i have a bruise no the the if i do it too hard i'm not waking up in the morning (laughs) yeah which is where like the kink what where the kink levels come in and i don't think that people understand that because in the bdsm community everything's judged by safety not by shame you know if you get off on feet you want to know where that falls in this safety thing you know uh i was actually talking with emu about this and we like to use the phrase uh don't yuck someone's yum yes Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's like the go-to and i know it's a phrase that gets a lot of people kind of icked out but yeah just you don't like feet that's fine but on the scale of like Kink, I I don't even think about feet as anything to shame somebody for, because I'm like you're not bothering anybody at all. Yeah, at the, uh, it feels like it's like on
0: like register, it's like barely. Yeah. Yeah. So and so, um, what do you see like? Oh, what was the other part of the ask about writing? So what would you like the writing process? That was it.
2: So, for me, because I have a lot of personal experience with stuff, I uh, I can obviously write from those experiences. But if I don't, um, for example, if I'm writing something like a Rope Bondage, like the really beautiful, I'm forgetting the name of it right now, uh, Shibari, I believe yeah. is what it is, but the very, very beautiful Rope Bondage. I have never done that. I've never been trained in it. My husband has never done that, has never been trained in it. So, if I want to write it in a thick... I give it the same level of research that I give anything else. Um, I try to find reputable websites and I just, you know, I even try to find there's actually like a treasure trove of YouTube videos that are just like a how-to of how-to to do something. And I will just like watch the YouTube video and kind of like take notes about what's coming. And it's just, it's another part of research. And I think that there's a lot of shame about sex stuff in general that makes it so people can't look at it that way. But that that's all it is. Like, if I'm researching a time period, you know, if I'm writing a fic in a, in a certain time period, I want to be able to make sure that I know that that time period is accurately re- uh, researched and If I am writing kink, I want to make sure that that's accurately researched, Um, especially because readers I've noticed sometimes believe that fic is a, fic is accurate. People think that everything's been, and so when you take that idea for, oh, this is something that happened in, you know, 1950 as an example, that's not that harmful, but there are some people who read fic and that gets them into the idea of oh i want to try out bdsm um like 50 shades of gray is a great example of that where the the reason why the bdsm community has problems with the 50 shades of gray series isn't like on the again on the scale that lauren talked about it's not like oh it's bad writing it it's not well researched but the bigger issue is people are taking this as true and realistic and are now doing unsafe practices where um they shouldn't be because this story told them that it was safe yeah and so that's that's it's the only like reason a, why it's slightly more important than like yeah knowing it's the
0: authors it's like does the author take responsibility it does the author feel like it's their responsibility to, um, I guess, demonstrate or show like realistic. Yeah. People, um. Uh. Wh- whether and I I know there are some people who, who don't and who don't care and I can't say that. Like I get that they don't have to, but I wish that they would. Yeah. yeah. Like that's one of those things that I think about with tagging where I'm like, is that something that should be
2: tagged
0: like appropriately?
2: So what's actually <laughs> funny. So for me, when I try to make that distinct, uh, so sometimes I'm all like, I really don't want to bother with like the realism of everything. And so because BDSM is a, is not a fantasy for me. Uh, it is a reality. I always try to set my like serious BDSM stuff in the modern world just because it it needs to be grounded in like yes this is realistic. And so if I want to kind of have that idea of oh let me just toss this out. So if I don't want to worry about the realism, I'll just throw it into an ABO setting because I'm like ABO is not real. And that's how I treat it when I read it, but I know that other people don't have that because for them for them bdsm is fantasy and so they don't think about it in realistic like a reader wouldn't think about it in realistic terms a lot of people do think that bdsm is on the same level as something as abo in terms of like yeah the fantasy level you know um when when it's very much not because i can you know I I can go and then I can participate in pretty much everything written under the BDSM trope, but I can't go and like have mating marks and like a soul bond with somebody or whatever else comes in with the ABO um, aspect of it. But that's how I at least personally go about it. But I know a lot of people don't. And I I understand people who don't want to think about like the real world implications of, what they're writing and they don't want to be responsible for people doing things in their fix but for me personally i i worry too much about it i'm like that uh, with realism too like any but uh, that's like, also because i'm a... uh,
0: even like okay so first we want to say that fic is not where you should get your your sex information of any or relationship information <laughs> yeah <laughs> it is for fiction fiction only Um, But yeah, I'm like that with anything. And um, uh, like when you were saying about researching in the time setting, like with modern day, like um, when I wrote my cowboy fic, I I like researched like sex at that time and like what words they would use and um, uh, what oils they would use for 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 lube and also i found out that and it's in the tags but that uh that blowjobs were not very uh popular back then because uh amongst cowboys (laughs) considered too french Uh, (laughs) but uh but i feel like that about kink and and bdsm like if i don't if i don't know then i would want to research it um do you have any uh resources
2: I so I actually enjoy like again one of my go-tos is YouTube videos because there are a lot of uh there are a lot of good resources there and a lot of good videos that can be very very helpful for visual learners when when it comes to uh bondage and how to properly tie somebody up And then also, like, uh, when I've done suspension in fic, I'm all like, how do do I want this to go about? How do I want it to actually be set up? Uh, And, you know, watching it visually for me is a lot easier. Uh, But there's also, and it might sound lame, but I think it is such a great resource, is the BDSM Wiki. Uh, It can look a little cheesy (laughs) because it's like a black background, it's like white text, and it's obviously so edgy. But it... Like the words are good and they, they talk a lot of, they have like a vocabulary list that helps you kind of know what the, all of the terms are within the community uh, that just make it easier, like talking about what is edge play. Uh, somebody who knows what edging is within fandom because, you know, people joke about how Harry and Louis like to do edging and, you know, Harry's just really, really into the edging. Then we'll hear edge play and ah. think that it refers to edging. But, but it's not the same. You know, it's, those are just, it's just vocabulary. Exactly. You mean, but if, I when you mentioned it earlier, that was my cell. very first thought. And, yeah. <laughs> <Me too.
1: laughs>
0: I was like, wait a minute. And then you explained it. I was like, yes. oh yeah, yeah. It's very different. <laughs> so yeah, no, we I, we're both right there. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And even me, I'm like, I was I was like, let me Google, let me make sure that it is edge play. Like the a couple of weeks ago when I was talking with somebody else, I was like, is it edge play? Cause it again, because the edging, and I'm like, no, it's definitely it's definitely edge play. I'm gonna like <laughs> Google it right now. and Just make sure that I'm not I, asking. I'm curious insane, about but... like
0: how how fandom like if 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 we if there was like a so on this wiki is there like a list of, of like kinks are they alphabetized? <laughs> because I was like Let I was, thinking, go about, Let's I was thinking about I was yes, thinking about fandom is, and how play. like um there are certain uh kinks that are just that you see over and over and over again um and uh and then i was thinking about other that there's so many more that exist that you don't really read read uh so i'm like i'm just curious and i'm like curious how our fandom would react to like our
2: fandom would uh, the fandom would be very (laughs) judgmental and again my thing is i'm not like safe sane consensual safe. like that is what comes with bdsm as oh that's the other thing i was
0: gonna say yeah we should make sure that's something yeah the
2: but the, that's the big thing where i'm at i'm like is everything safe is everything sane? like is everybody in their right mind are we not under the influence of drugs sex pollen all that and obviously you know right at that point it becomes dubious consent um and I'm not gonna sit here and be like oh I have never done BDSM under the influence like I wasn't I I am in um a 24-7 BDSM relationship and have been since I was in I was 19 like I went through my early 20s in a 24-7 BDSM relationship I'm not gonna sit here and be like oh I was always so safe I was at 21 you you do not do that so like In your own personal experiences, the same thing can get thrown out, but (laughs) you still try (laughs) at the very least. Like, it's a safe saying, and as long as it's consensual, as long as it's something that you want to do and your partner wants to do, it's not harming anybody else. It's fine. So, and obviously there is the overall caveat that you cannot consent to anything until you know exactly what's going on about it because um, that's one of the things that people might get caught up in with the BDSM of like the gotcha of, oh, you don't know what's coming, just trust me. You're supposed to like let your partner know what is going to be happening. That's the other part of like the consent. It's not just saying, hey, I'm gonna tie you up. It's like, hey, I'm going to tie you up and then do these things to you you consent to me doing these things to yeah. you while you are tied up.
1: How different, sorry, I'm sort of jumping topics here a little bit, but as far as writing, like maybe as far as resources go for like, um, like the physical, like how to physically do something but what about like the mental aspects and writing kink um, and writing things that you like haven't participated in or writing the mental spaces like um, in like spanking versus, um, I don't know, water sports. Like, are there different mental, um,
2: and again, all of this obviously based on characters and who the characters are. Um, so one of the first, so one of the things that I try to do when I research is I try and figure out why a kink is pleasurable to people. Uh, what do they draw from it? Even if it's something that I don't have any specific interest in, um, because, You know, and there are because there are a lot of things that some people will be like, I don't understand why this happens. Feet is a really easy example. Why, why do people like feet? And there's actually been research that you know feet have uh, feet have pressure um, points. You know, the nerves go up to your brain. Yeah, the pressure points. And there, I think I read somewhere something about like if your if your brain is got a different connection it's an erogenous zone essentially um and so yeah uh of course people are gonna like it and so I try to give each kink even if it's not something I like that same kind of respect of just knowing why does it happen so that's the first thing because if I know the why of why mm-hmm. somebody likes the kink it's a lot easier to get into the headspace of the character um like uh again, four for feet. If you're somebody, if your character is somebody who works on their feet all day, and then they come home and they have a housewife partner or something like that. Maybe they love to give their housewife or like their partner a, a foot massage who's been home all day because their feet hurt, and so they kind of want to like pass off that hurt on their own feet to their partner by like if my feet hurt maybe i don't want theirs to hurt kind of thing like there's pampering with it you can also get into um with, with regards to like something like feet you can start to and i'm only bringing this one up because i this will be a controversial idea you can start looking at certain kinks culturally um i actually got introduced to foot kink through k pop and yeah. uh chinese foot binding because that was that was how i first saw it and it was this whole fic about how uh it was in k-pop but it was about how this guy was just obsessed with the fact that his wife had really really tiny feet because she foot bind and so it was this whole cultural practice of you know trying to make the feet smaller and smaller and smaller and so like the entire fic was just about how he was really obsessed with her tiny tiny feet and so but that made sense with the cultural, like I was aware of the cultural practice of foot binding within, uh, the you know within, uh, East Asian.
0: ideas. When you so, bring up the feet thing, I keep thinking it, about uh, Louie's ankles. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> <The> ankle key. <king. laughs> I I'm right now I'm. I'm latched onto the feet thing. This yes, Harry it, it is very much let you me know, put like, my feet Here's in your my face. Feet. Here's my feet. He's like, look at my feet all the time. Yeah. And, and clearly somebody discovered something about himself during quarantine. <laughs> and that thing was the fact that he really likes his feet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and now he's making it all of our problems. Oh, yeah. man. But yeah. So there's to get into the headspace, you kind of try and just figure out the why and I feel like that's the answer for at least for me for a lot of character motivation you know what like when you're trying to write a character and trying to figure out why is a character doing a certain like how is a character going to react to a situation how is a character uh what is a character's goals you kind of try to think about the why is this happening um and then from there, once you get that, why is this an interesting kink? You can then kind of then expand from that. like, well, why does this character like it? Uh, What does the character get out of it? And then if that is something that the character wants, how how do we go about getting the character there? Um, And so that helps me really have a good launching point for kink writing um you know uh i i just keep thinking about uh and another really good example is in teen wolf fandom there was this bdsm world au where they take the very classic trope of you're assigned one day like are you a dom or a sub uh but they did some really really intricate world building where it was like you were on a scale of dom to sub, where like, are you super super submissive or are you super super dominant? So it wasn't just like dom sub. They like really broke it out. And so there, so they had Derek and Styles, and Derek had been rated at like a hardcore dom wants to just completely and totally like, control his submissive, and Styles was all like fuzzy handcuffs and like cuddle sessions uh, of a submissive and. it really that moment always really stands out to me whenever I think about like kink fic of there there's a moment in the fic where styles is basically telling Derek he's like we are not compatible because I only like this level of kink and you want something totally different and I don't know it's just it's a very very interesting way to think about it that different people want different things out of kink and you have to take all of that into consideration that kink is not just something as simple as like oh i'm submissive oh i like this you can right. like different things of the same kink and like somebody's not gonna need like to not every
0: submissive is the same balance not everyone who is submissive is this is submissive mm-hmm. in the same way is dominant is dominant in the same way
2: yeah and and i know that certain sections of fandom don't like that um you know they don't like when somebody like harry is put in why do you always write sub harry why don't you ever write sub louie why why don't you ever write you totally write have, Don have Don no harry? control you know, series that's not fair whatever <laughs> <laughs> it, exactly so good. But they also <laughs> like so good it. yeah he is but the thing is like i'm not treating the boys as like i I try to write each character individually and so louie when i'm writing him as a submissive he's not the same type of submissive as harry they're they're different you know um and if they were the
0: same then they would be writing two of the same character anyway that's boring
2: exactly um and so because I've, because de- you know, I've definitely gotten comments of like, why do you have to do this this way? And I'm like, well, if I had made Louis the submissive in this situation, like, a, there would have been a lot more snark because I always write Louis as fighting it. Because if I were to write Louis as like the immediate good boy that they, that some people want, you know, I if I were to write him like I write Harry as a submissive, there would be a lot of people who are like, <laughs> yeah, I doesn't really feel I get like that. Louis. <laughs> it would feel almost out of character because he's his own individual person and again once you get into like the whys of a kink and then you start adding into okay so these are the whys of the kink and these are the personalities that I am working with with regards to the character and you start putting them together you kind of start drawing your own conclusions like you start seeing the threads or at least i do i start seeing it kind of like form into mm-hmm. yeah. a unique character yeah. voice um, uh, for so
0: stuff. we've got why are, are people like we why are your character into the kink what uh is pleasurable about the kink so you can kind of get to the root of that person's character and their personality and then i was thinking about how kink is really like about communication, like the BDSM part, you have to communicate with the people that you're participating with. And I think maybe people don't really like to write that Mm -hmm. part. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of people think it's really boring to talk. It's one of the reasons why people don't like to include like conversation about, uh, do you want it? Like when they're writing first time, they're like, oh, do you want to do this? Uh, do you want to wear a condom? They, they think that like those conversations are really boring, but there's definitely ways to make it intimate. You know, I I do worry sometimes when sick authors are like, oh, I don't know how to make this interesting. And I'm like, okay, either you have never had sex, which is perfectly okay. Or you have had sex and you aren't communicating with your partner and you aren't like talking about it with them. Because again, for the BDSM community, that, that's such a huge role in how you want to do it. And sometimes people put it very businesslike in fic where you're just like, okay, here's a list, here's a list. But with partners, especially like long-term partners You still want to check in with somebody when you're doing a scene. Uh, You still want to make sure is this okay, and you can write that and make it intimate and even take that intimacy over to a level of Mm -hmm. like eroticism. Erotic? Yeah. And you can make that uh, a very intricate part. Like the communication part
0: can be sexy. Um, It
2: can. Yeah.
0: It doesn't have to be. Yeah. It can be or it can it does not lead that way.
2: I've read that. Yeah. Um that's actually it's actually interesting to bring up the communication and how that's a huge part of BDSM because I actually got an ask uh from an anon who was like could you uh do a post about the dom sub in my policeman and so I've now watched my policemen and the one thing that keeps sticking out of my mind is I'm like I can understand where some people are getting this from but I'm like Patrick and Tom yeah, never yeah, had no. any sort of conversation they're just about doing sex. it yeah. like <laughs> they're just having sex and I'm like yeah they're just doing I'm like there was never there I'm like and so I'm like there may be it's to but I'm like it's yeah. not BDSM be, no because it for me, the communication is the key. Far, is the key part of the BDSM. You, you, you can't do it that way unless you have the communication. Otherwise, yes, yeah, just safe, yeah, they're just having sex. They're just having same a good time.
0: Consensual
2: communication. Yeah. Exactly because the communication ties it all together how can you be safe sane and consensual if you haven't talked about it
1: so how you know the ask also brought up um, shame and um, I'm curious if you have any
0: we did talk about that in the last episode a little bit remember yeah I'm just saying
1: okay (laughs) I'm um, just Yeah. I'm just curious if you have any um like I don't know how to phrase this, tips for people on how to like maybe not get over their shame, but like be more accepting of like exploring the things they want to explore, either in fic or reading fic.
0: I think it's when you have this is where us having like friends. And having people that we talk to in the fandom is helpful because, like, there's so many people, like you were saying about my tiny penis fix, that were like that that are like in our in the fat bird chat who who are like who <laughs> 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 were like I didn't realize this was a thing for me, but this is a thing for me, and uh, and I think that that really helps a lot to know that you're not the only one who likes a certain thing.
2: Yeah, I think that knowing you're not alone is definitely very, very helpful. Uh, But I think that for people that judge, um, a lot of times, like, if you're trying to, if you're somebody who feels like somebody's going to judge you, you have to remember that those people who are judging you, they probably have kinks, too and those kinks eat those those things that they like other people may not like and so like why does it matter that like why is it okay for them to have things that they don't like that no one should shame them for but they can shame me for other things and like again I always hammer it home like as long as it is safe sane, and consensual, it's perfectly okay like and you want to know what if it's not safe sane and consensual it falls under and you can still write it or dovecon yeah and that's also you can still write it that's that's the other great thing like guess what it still is okay to write it's okay to write yeah fiction. i'm curious about and the shame
0: like thing. and i guess maybe we could have asked to elaborate like where was that coming from is it from like posting it and knowing people are going to read it and think that like negatively about them for writing it or is it like more of like they're embarrassed to where where is that coming from like is there because like I know for me well I don't really care so not a good example (laughs) but um like I guess some people are worried about the reaction that of that a fic will get uh if it's uh, a certain kind of kink or or something like that like maybe they're going to get a nonce or like people being rude to them about it, the- it and I think
1: for me personally there's also an element of like the same way it is like writing girl direction where it feels like um it feels like too this is too close oh. yeah like too close sometimes I could see how there could be some like shame or some like worry about writing it because it's like too close and then it's like oh now I have to do like a lot of thinking about myself. Yeah, I don't want to <laughs> be self-aware.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so there's also potentially another thing that actually my husband just brought up because my husband doesn't write sick but he ah. likes to role play, like chat role play with. What uncle. a great idea for a fic, by so the he, way. Uh, <gasps> <Sorry>. And so he sorry. Writing So he loves to chat role play and. A lot of people, um, so a lot of people in chat role play like to use, you know, um, established characters. So they would go and they would role play uh, Derek and Styles from uh, Teen Wolf, and then they would just kind of go back and forth about that. But my husband has an original character that he wrote, and that's who he likes to role play with. Like he has his original character, and so he's poured a lot of energy into this and a lot of energy into this character. And he was telling me he's like it kind of sucks that you know people don't like to roll when people don't like to role play with my character because it's like it almost feels like a rejection of myself because I've done so much and I was thinking about a fic that I wrote that I got really really upset and I wasn't like shamed but I got really I felt really rejected after the fic and that was because as Nick said it's too close too close I have to like reevaluate myself after it and then getting comments where people were specifically like commenting on the element that I had poured a lot of myself into it was it it made you feel bad and so I wonder if some of that shame comes from the idea that people are going to comment on it and reject you and the part that maybe you put out there Um, and so that might also be where some of the shame comes from which is why people, like, why readers just, if you don't like it, just move on. The back back button's right there.
1: But then there's also places um, where unicorns are just posting anonymously where you can still maybe put, well, maybe not
0: some of the rejection stuff, but like, um, it's like another layer of disconnect. If you you feel shame about it, then anonymously. And then maybe you'll get people in the comments who make you feel better about it and reveal it or or not yeah
2: if i do feel like maybe if somebody has like a lot of shame they could always just hop into the anonymous unicorns section and just kind of like scroll through the comments on certain effects and see that there are a lot more (laughs) like-minded people
0: than you might
2: think you Um, should if
0: if you have a kink in 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 mind and I'm, i'm saying this kind of assuming that you've probably already done this uh person who sent the ask but uh, go go to AO3 and like click that tag and uh, and, and see what's there and see what yeah and, and see how people react to those.
2: So the other thing that I think some people don't know is that if you um, if you're writing a really, really niche kink, or if you are on the lookout for a really, really niche kink, you don't usually stay to one fandom. I actually got into One Direction fandom because I was looking for really, really well-written BDSM thick back in 2014. And people also don't understand like how much the culture of BDSM has like changed within fandom because BDSM as a whole used to be a very, very niche market. Like Just trying to find dom-sub-thick was hard. And so if you're writing a niche kink fic, there's a good chance that the people reading your fic are not going to be One Direction fans. They are going to be people who were looking pieces. for <laughs> this kink mm-hmm. specifically. <laughs> yes. Uh, so when I wrote in the No Control, when I wrote uh, Louis oh, oh, and like Dick, I actually have gotten... A- I have actually gotten more comments on that fic from people who are just into self fellatio than I have ever gotten on any other kind of fic, where it was very, very obvious that these are not people who are into fandom. They were reading it for the kink, Um, and I got some comments telling me, you didn't do it right, or this is is not how, like, this this is accurate, but not, like, totally accurate, (laughs) but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes yes it was for Fast. <laughs> but so that's I think that's the other thing that people need to think about is that there's a very very good chance that the people who are going to be reading those niche fics are not reading it because of any sort of like there they might not be Larry's they might not be in One Direction um you know, I I have read certain pairings that otherwise I don't like to read just because I'm looking yeah. for this specific kink, you know? Um, and I know a lot of other people who do that. Um, and I know a lot of people who, if they're looking for a certain kind of fic, they're willing to leave the fandom for it to go read it otherwise. Um, and so you just need to remember that as, especially if you tag it properly, you can drop it into anonymous unicorns, You're and there's gonna a find good chance readers, that, yeah,
0: no matter what the, the people kink reading or the it tag, you can find readers yeah. for it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm. I. I, I kind of. Yeah. I'm just like, uh, what? What else would be less common? Kinks and fetishes. Extreme kinks
2: uh so i did have a conversation with some friends about scat because i know that that's like that is the default everyone if if people are going to shame a kink everyone's like well if we're going to shame a kink it's going to be scat um and i actually like if people include in their fix like the chat of like a no-go and whatnot inevitably you're going to run across like the section where they're about their no goes, and nine out of t- 10 times it will be written in a very similar manner of like i don't want blood play i don't want water sports i don't want scat because those are dirty and not okay and that's still a lo- level of judgment that shouldn't be that that wouldn't be accepted in the bdsm community and so i go back to my original process of why do people want to do scat what is what is appealing about scat
0: so people like, always put like those things scat water, water sports and blood play on their like nose
2: yeah or and nose, if you will yeah it's their hard nose and again inevitably like every single fic and this is one of the things that like when i'm reading fic like bdsm fic I will be like, this is not a practitioner's BDSM. It's okay, it's fine. But like you'll inevitably get to, it's kind of like when you're reading a pregnancy fic uh, and it's an unplanned pregnancy, you, you know the abortion conversation is coming at some point and you have to like brace yourself for that inevitable conversation because you know it's gonna come and you know the authors never actually had this conversation. So you have to like, just kind of like take a deep breath and just like scroll past it. That's how I feel about those, No conversations and fix sometimes because I'm just like, they're just going to immediately shame the kinks that they don't like. And I'm like, do I enjoy those kinks? Not particularly, but I'm not going to judge somebody for them because, again, I go back to the why. Why would somebody like scat? Well, scat is dirty. There are people who enjoy being covered in dirt, there are people who enjoy feeling dirty. Because maybe they have trauma associated with it. Maybe they have a low self esteem, and this is a way to like show their, uh, they have this way to show and like visualize their dirtiness and then their partner can clean them up you know and you're no longer dirty at the end of the scene you have been cleaned you have come anew you know and I feel like that's a a good way to try and reframe scat uh which is this inherent like everyone's like I don't like scat it's okay But if you look at it from that perspective, you're like, well, I understand if somebody likes to cover themselves in dirt and mud or food because they want to feel dirty or they want to do that, the exact same thing, Mm -hmm. just different bodily fluid. Uh, And then where the safe part comes in and the conversation about that comes in is, well, this is a bodily fluid that like has actual, uh, chance of disease and like you can get sick from this like eating dirt is one thing eating poop is another thing but like like that's that's where the issue can come in but even then you don't have to shame somebody with it you just it's it is a fact
0: yeah that's why
2: training i think that
0: like thick uh thick and fandom and bdsm um uh, I guess um, diverge. Uh, yeah. that fandom it tends to be very judgmental about uh, everything, and um, and but BDSM is not. And so uh, I can see where they feel the, where the shame thing comes in, because most of the people who are reading the fic are not members of the BDSM community, and mm-hmm. so they don't have that. Um, acceptance that they would have if, like, their readers were actually members of the BDSM community.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. I feel like it's like a Venn diagram. of like a very small or
2: you know.
0: One Direction fans. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it can be very it. Whenever I see somebody who's like. One Direction's my first fandom. I've never read fic outside of One Direction. One Direction's why is I reading fic? I'm like, yes, I can tell. It's okay, you know. <laughs> it's and there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody has to start somewhere, and you. Oh, don't that's me. To, yeah, I never read fic before.
0: Yeah, me either. Yeah, I read a, <laughs> um I read one uh, uh uh dreary fic uh before, and um I didn't like it that's fair um but yeah i never read fic until i uh was in the one direction fandom
2: and meanwhile like and then there's people like me who have like been reading fic since like 2002 like 20
0: years man (laughs) that's such a long time (laughs)
2: how long have you been writing uh same amount of time uh technically even earlier like uh, i technically started writing fan fiction um if you remember the babysitters club series yes. uh, at the very very back of all of those books you actually essentially got a chance to write your own fan fiction because
0: oh, really? they'd have
2: because you would get to like you get to answer questions and basically just like write your own adventure and so like i distinctly remember being in second grade and being like yes I can take these characters that i really enjoy and i probably should have realized i was gay at that time because I was like I really want Christy and Mary Ann to be the bestest of friends and they can sit (laughs) together in a bed together but like you write those stories like I so I've gotten to do that but I started publishing in in 2002 2003 (laughs) so yeah it's been 20 years that I've been like posting fix online yeah that's amazing I love that yeah yeah but so there's a vast difference in terms of like the quantity of fic that people have consumed and so obviously in those 20 years I've seen a lot and Mm -hmm. I've seen a lot of discourse that's come through and I I have also seen how fandom shame shifts throughout time like Mm -hmm. there was a time where in fic writing two gay characters was something you hid it was something that you weren't accepted for you it was considered niche it was almost considered a kink you know uh you had to put up warnings if you wanted to write dreary fic you know yeah uh and and there was a bunch of warnings and the people who wrote dreary fic were ostracized uh and considered not at like they weren't the right kind of fans and now you know obviously is still an insanely popular ship uh so times change and this isn't this isn't me advocating like oh in 20 years everyone's gonna be writing scatfic. no that's that's not what i'm saying like niche kink will stay niche but hopefully people will be less judgmental yeah
0: and things do things do go in cycles like you'll be like a bunch of kink out of nowhere Mm -hmm. and and then there'll be like a bunch of um like spanking it will just it'll just be like there's a bunch of effects of spanking you're like yeah where does this come from
2: me and jerry we don't we this is obviously like a joke but we definitely have laughed and been like we haven't written lactation kink like her and i haven't written lactation kink in a while and we'll be like you notice how there's not a lot of lactation kink around anymore and <laughs> and then, and then so, there's actually been a uptick of water sports kink in One Direction. There was a fandom. fest. There was a fest. A and, water sports fest. And uh, Jenna and I were laughing because we were like, uh, I think this was Jenna's fault. Because Jenna wrote a water sports kink fic uh, during Harry's tour. Uh, and then the water sports, like, water sports kind of exploded off of that. And so sometimes all you need is just like one fic and a lot of people will be like oh my god this is a thing that we can write we can do this this is so exciting and it's that's not- what
0: happened with my uh with my fifty thirty uh say something with my older fairy uh, omega um and the pregnancy kink and the lactation kink I didn't even realize really as I was writing it that like this is kink I wasn't thinking of it that way um and uh and I noticed like after that, I felt like I, maybe it's one of those things where like you hear a word or you see a word and then you start hearing it and seeing it everywhere.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So I, maybe that was it. Like I wrote pregnancy kink and lactation kink and then I felt like I was seeing it everywhere.
2: <laughs> there was definitely like a time where pregnancy kink got really, really big. Um, and I know like, again, it, go, it goes in cycles, like you yeah. said. So yeah. I remember that there was lactation kink and there's not a lot of lactation kink out there. Uh, right now more Uh, more harry's boobies yes more of harry's boobies (laughs) hoping latin america will give us some boob content that would be nice (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i i don't know i wish that fandom was less judgmental uh i do think that that stops a lot of writers from taking risks yeah
1: yeah for sure it does
0: i think it's one of the constraints of fiction. like we talk about how uh it, sometimes there aren't really any you can write whatever you want but then at the same time like if you want people to read like most people are going to want a happy ending yeah you know, like you are, you, there are some constraints that, like, unless you're comfortable with your writing, um, and and you're then, you know, unless you're the type of person who doesn't care, who can write that and write an a, a, a an unhappy ending and just be fine with it, you know, if people don't like that, um, I think some people do get really caught up in uh, in what other people are gonna think if people are gonna pay attention to what they wrote. Yeah. I think going into it with the idea that if I've written this kink, my audience is narrowed. On the one hand, through fandom, it's narrowed, but it's also expanded a little bit in the outside of fandom, people who search AO3 for specific kink tags. So if you just kind of look in, like go into it, go into writing a fic and posting the fic with the idea that not, you know, you're, you're, Not everybody's going to want to read it because it's a little different, but that's okay. Like it's, you know, we don't want you over the, our asker, we don't want you to be ashamed or feel shame about anything, um, that you're writing, but there are, you know, you can post anonymously. You don't, um, have to connect it to your account. There are ways around it. If, if you feel like it's stopping you from writing. Exactly. But I think that you'll find like a supportive community of fic writers. Um, not everybody, obviously, but we're out there. <laughs> we are out there. You know, I think I feel like more um, like the writing community uh, in our fandom is uh, like we communicate more, like in general, on Tumblr um uh and now with discord um there are you know multiple discords where writers uh chat and so um you you're not like alone there's going to be yeah. out there that has, like is interested in what you read or what you write who will want to read it
1: i think also separating out like okay you may feel shame for writing it or um thinking about it or whatever but then like also recognizing that like if, like outside of fandom there's a whole community of people doing this in their real life like that um like maybe recognizing like outside of fandom the shame aspect is gone so maybe that will help um
0: yeah
1: you know with that
2: yeah I think acknowledging that it is a kink that it's niche that means not everybody's gonna like it but not everybody has to like it um you know and obviously I don't want to like it's it's nuanced especially within fandom where people like to be assured but also like kind of like grounded in realism of like what their expectations should be you know it's like yes you can write this kind of fic um it, it almost feels like the conversations you have with like new fic writers who are like how do I get people to read the fic and I I see so many people who be like well you know ultimately this that and the third but like the simple answer is like if you want people to read the fic write bottom louie strong <laughs> alpha Harry, like and and just set it off into e- to the ethos people are going to read it but if if So if that's your goal, that you want people to read your fic, writing kink might not be your thing. But if you're not looking for quantity validation, but instead quality validation, mm-hmm. write the kink. People are going to enjoy it. It might not be a lot of people. It might not be everybody in fandom, but somebody is going to enjoy it and yeah it's like what nick has said
0: with uh rare pairs before is that they get more interaction like they might not get as many hits and uh kudos and comments like as like a larry fic but the percentage of uh like interaction like comments and stuff per like with respect to the hits is higher because people who they 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 want to read that so like people who are into the kink that you want to write, they want to read that. And so hopefully, you know, the interaction will be higher percent. Yeah.
1: Can I ask um, a definition question? Sure. Um, kink and fetish. Mm-hmm. What is, is there a difference or are those like interchangeable?
2: I feel like those are interchangeable, but now okay. I need to go find out for sure. But yes, I feel like those... <laughs> I feel like there is, uh, I feel like there is that they are kind of interchangeable to find kink versus fetish. Oh, okay. So a fetish must be present. A, A fetish is something that you have to have versus a kink. That's kind of just like a want, a fetish is a need, apparently. Okay so that which makes sense because yeah. uh that's why people uh talk about uh with regards to like race where they're like oh I can only date somebody like I the all the white guys are like oh my god I only want to date an Asian girl they have a fetish because they're exclusionary of everything else right. versus a kink where you're like oh I um I I can get off perfectly fine. It's foot fetish means I have to have the feet aspect. Right. Every single time. is
1: like, it would be great to have feet, but I will still get off if feet are not involved. But exactly. it would be great to
0: have a foot there.
2: <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's like, I would like the foot there, but if the foot's not there, it's okay.
0: Yeah. Now I'm like trying to think of any fix
2: with fetishes. Yeah. I don't know if there's any, like fix that specifically have fetishes i don't think so it's always been kink mm-hmm. and if somebody's used fetish they use it interchangeably which again perfectly understandable why they yeah. would right that'd be a really like that's a really really interesting restraint to write now that i'm thinking about it especially yeah. if you were, like write a longer fic where where somebody has a foot fetish for example like that that would be a really really interesting thing because i think for like a long-term partner thing you both have to have yeah the the fetish to make it work yeah interesting brainstorming
1: yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's very interesting that constraints
0: everywhere today (laughs) Yeah. yeah I'm writing do that
1: down too. Do you have any other questions or any other um, thoughts, Lauren? I
0: don't think so.
1: Okay.
0: Just have my little notes. Okay. Anything yeah, else? I feel questions? like we've answered the ask. Yeah.
2: Yes. Yes.
0: Um. Yeah. So, like, I, I feel like we've we've answered the ask, and just to reiterate, we hope that we've given the the asker. Ways to get around to work with the shame and get around it and and write what you want um, anyway because we're encouraging you to write what you want. Yeah. Um. That yeah. That's the. I mean, I've never written like. Uh, I think pregnancy kink and lactation kink are all I've written for kinks. Like I said, the cucumber, but I feel like that doesn't really count. Yeah. (laughs) Food. Food cake. Yeah. I've never written any BDSM. I'll put it that way. Like at all. Yeah. I wrote that one spanking scene one time. But then I deleted it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where did this come from? I yeah. didn't have to go back. It was like, it was that the threat was of having to go field. back and like add in, like <laughs> sprinkle in some stuff from the from the beginning. I was like, never mind, I'm taking it out. Yeah. What, uh, now I'm like, where should, what, what, what would be the place, where would be the place to start with BDSM? You uh, talked about girl direction and, and well, like what we were saying about being too close to the subject. And uh, for me, the hurdle was I was able to do the WankFest, uh, yeah. girl direction is WankFest, um, because there wasn't smut with them together so like it was like my brain was able to like make that jump yeah so i'm i'm wondering what would be like the entry level bdsm
2: uh i feel like the entry level bdsm would be uh, i don't know like probably what? something like to write you probably doing something something like a simple simple uh I think doing something like bondage is like bondage and spanking those are two like go-tos a because there's a lot of examples of it Mm -hmm. um and uh so there's a lot of examples that you can read and kind of like take inspiration from and they're considered the more like prevalent ones but my my other thing is if you have a very very specific like if if you're really really into feet or water sports uh, something that might be a little more uh, you know somnophilia if you're kind of into which doesn't fall under like the BDSM aspect but just like a kink in general of like oh I want to write this starting with bondage and spanking doesn't help you prepare for writing yeah. that kink. And so I think it, if you like have a very, very niche kink that you want to do, diving in with research. It, yeah. 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 The research and then just kind of like diving in and exploring could be the best way to do it. But if you're just trying to like entry level, like I want to write kink, where should I start? Starting with bondage and spanking is like a pretty easy go to. Yeah, because again, you
1: you could even do, like, not that it's, like, I don't know, maybe I'm not using the right words, but almost, like, baby steps, where if you wanted to do, like, one hand tied to a bed with a scarf, that seems like, like, you could, like, kind of, you can start to get there, like, mentally, you know? Yeah. Like, and then, like, working your way to... Handcuffs. This. both hands <laughs> handcuffs like yeah. you know t- taking those steps yeah
2: yeah like you start with okay m- my partner's hands are around my wrist and because that's really easy to break out of and then it switches to uh like you know yeah one hand tied like that mm-hmm. I think that that's a, a good way to do it
0: yeah and if you like if you want to write like you were saying if you want to write like scat Read, research, read other fix with this yeah, and
2: uh, you'll get there. And honestly, especially when it's a niche kink, people are just gonna be happy if you're writing it. Like, obviously, they'll want it to be like some level of realistic, but if it's super, super niche, you can get a little bit of a pass. I think, especially if it's on like your first time. And the more you write it, the better, the more comfortable you feel with it. Yep. And you too might become the anonymously known person who writes whatever kink you want to write.
0: Yeah. I want to write another tiny penis fic, but I don't, I don't have an idea that speaks to me.
1: It'll hit someday. It'll it will,
0: anywhere. it'll come from nowhere or yeah, It will. Yeah. I don't have, I, I I I did see a
1: um, I saw a TikTok the other day that was like, um, like the Are You Hungry for Nothing, like sound, and it was a guy who was turned around in gray sweatpants, and then he like turns around and it's like there's like no bulge or like anything. (laughs) I I love love it. Like this is like right up Lauren's tiny penis gray
0: sweatpants alley. (laughs) I want to write that one TikTok that Emu sent me. Yeah. It cracks me up every time, but it's the guy, he's in the shower, and it's like, all you hear is the water running, and he holds his hand out, and he pumps the Cetaphil into his hand, and then he goes, I should call him. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's so of and he's like I should call him and then it cuts out and she said it to me like over a year ago was like this is a thick prompt for you and I'm like that's perfect <laughs> I still haven't written it
1: Oh man. I feel like we've done good yeah I think yeah we've done good work here today thank you so much yes thank, thank you for inviting I feel me. like we absolutely could not have um handled this topic on our own so we appreciate your expertise and willingness to chit chat
0: you were we'll you were uh, um oh oh a uh select you're a celebrity guest <laughs> yes <laughs> we, we were, were excited, excited. We know who <laughs> we were like, people were excited <laughs> they were like we think we know yeah since yeah today, somebody was like i think i know who the who the special guest is i'm so <laughs>
2: Good. <laughs> excellent I'm very I'm very excited that that's been like that was my goal when I joined fandom I was like well one direction fandom I was like I'll just write BDSM fic that'll be what I was known for I write I, I'm I'm the person who writes the really realistic BDSM fic we love it we appreciate yeah.
1: it very much
2: we <laughs> uh, and now that I've gotten older because I've been in fandom I realized I've been in fandom for like eight years now I'm like oh I'm definitely like BDSM mom yeah collecting like my little ducklings of like (laughs) new kinksters and I'm all like yes let's not judge people trying to raise the next generation of kink fic writers here yes (laughs) (laughs) yay yay thank you so much
1: so this has been episode 45 talking about kink
0: and bdsm yay yay Thank you for listening, people out there. Thank you for being a special guest.
1: Thank <laughs> you for inviting me. I'm Nick Lewin has AF on Tumblr and Yes is a world on AO3.
0: I'm Lauren, Kings of Everything, on Tumblr and AO3.
1: And thank you for listening to the Rosen Dagger Podcast.
0: A podcast about writing fan fiction. <laughs>
2: So i to be to